We are live. Welcome to the EOS podcast, my EOS friends. It's a pleasure to see you today. Today, I have Tiago from EOS Rio. We're going to talk about the EOS hackathon. We're going to talk about what's new in EOS and what EOS Rio is up to. So, uh, Tiago, welcome to the show. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Thanks, Brandon. It's awesome being here. Um, I'm one of the co-founders, co-founders and the head of strategy for EOS Rio. Uh, which is a, a block producer on the main ads of uh, EOS. All right. Well, we got a chance to meet at the uh, at the hackathon, which was fun, and uh, I got to meet your whole team from EOS Rio, and, and really cool dynamic team, um, a blast to hang out with, which is always a plus. So, um, what was your what was your favorite thing about the hackathon, or what stood out to you about like during the hackathon? Oh yeah, it was awesome. Actually, Igor and Domi, they they've been to London. Um, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a father of a, a baby, so I have to stay home a little. Uh, I cannot follow uh, EOS calendar. Um, but it was such an awesome experience just being there and seeing people developing in EOS and uh, actually making demos and some of them, uh, you can actually play with it. Uh, so it was a great energy of people working on these dApps and uh, I really think that right now it's uh, the the adoption time for EOS and the applications time. Uh, I'm anxious about that. I mean, uh, not being a technical guy, uh, I just have, I'm sure they will solve it. There are so many uh, great engineers on the space. I'm sure they, they will solve the all the technical uh, bumps that we may have. Uh, and I'm focused on, on adoption. So being at the hackathon and seeing people developing, um, it was just inspiring. I, I made some work there as well, just to, to be connected to people there. Uh, so it, it was great. It was great seeing this, this happen. Yeah, you guys had a cool, a really good idea that I think that's pretty useful, a hackathon where you were doing, you know, you're playing around with, with the hackathon, but you were also there working and, and building, trying to work on some legit things for uh, your block producer. And then you had a, this giant resource of, of people to ask questions to real time. Um, with all these hackers in the room. So, that, that, you know, that was a good, and you got to network a bunch. So um, that was cool. I, I liked how you guys did that. Um, what do you think, what, what was your favorite dApp that you saw out there? Um, I really like uh, the, the food stamps. I, I had the time to, to connect with them uh, later. I'm really passionate about impact. We are at, at Israel actually passionate about impact. So I think it's a great application. We, we are think, thinking uh, similar projects. Uh, and also, I mean, the, there, there was a game on the top 10. I don't remember the name right now, but uh, I thought it was, it was cool. I mean, and gambling is really hot on uh, a blockchain right now. I think it's uh, maybe the first uh, killer dApp uh, is gambling, right? Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was it was really cool. The, the projects that I, I've seen were, were cool, not only the top 10, but other projects related to education. Um, we had the time to, to connect with uh, dev developers that were not necessarily participating on the hackathon, but uh, have amazing projects. Uh, so it was cool to see, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to touch on that on that game dap. I have some background noise. Let me go turn that off real quick, and, and I'm gonna I'll make a cut here. But uh, I gotta turn this background noise off, or it's gonna annoy people. One second. Okay, no problem. Is it me?
Okay. Do you think it may yeah. be me, or it's that definitely you? The noise. Oh no, it's me. It was a uh, there was oh. a uh, there's a fan running in the background, and so I can hear when I mute my mic. There's kind of this white noise that goes in and out. So yeah, it was me. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, we are live again. So that that um, video game DAP that you talked about was really cool. I thought that it was. Sometimes I like these really simple DAPs because they're usable right now. Like you were talking about the the gambling DAP, and uh, you know, there's some pushback against those because people are saying, well, it's not this, you know, it's not this big, beautiful plan of that's going to change the world, but it is a use case. And so that's what I liked about the, the video game DAP is that um, it was a, a game. Cell phone games are amazingly popular. These cell phone games that just take, you know, like Candy Crush that you're just tapping on the screen and, and making something happen. And that that game app where they were basically allowing the high score to be able to have part of the rewards and you're paying like you would like you'd pay tokens into a you know an old school arcade game but the difference is when you get the highest score you get a payout um i think that's a really cool concept game a challenge game games of skill that you can get paid for it's pretty it was pretty cool and it's it's they had it live so you can try it so and it was tetris by the way if anyone um was wondering what game they were using yeah. for that so yeah yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's cool because um, they are just making a, a twitch in in a business model, and for me, it make it makes a lot of sense. So that it's it's kind of like poker. So you're you're moving actually kind of away from gambling, but it's still like on the general category. Um, and I mean, it's it's something that people are using. Uh, yes, true. It's it may not be the the most impactful uh, use. But I think it's important in the sense that it makes uh, blockchain grow, actually, because it makes uh, networks usable and, and used. Um, it creates actual, actual value. So, I mean, those are the, the easy things, right, uh, that come first. And, and then we, we can uh, build more serious uh, or impactful applications, really. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's definitely an example of, of low-hanging fruit, I mean, the, those ones, those easy wins that you take early to, to build a base. And so, um, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely on board with you there. Um, as far as the dApps that won the um, hackathon, what were your thoughts on that? We can start with Nougat. I believe they got, num they got first place. So that was, that's a, essentially a decentralized GitHub. What were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's really great because they, they kind of hacked a model there. And it's a model that I think it's kind of ripe to disruption. Um, and we have been thinking on, on EOS Rio, on our organization, we, we aim to be a very flat and non-hierarchical organization and in the end just create opportunities for great talent uh, to come to work with blockchain. So we want to be ourselves a platform where we can uh, kind of reward people based on, on what they deliver and I think that Nougat goes that way. Uh, so it's, it definitely starts as a, a GitHub where you have uh, a payment solution or, or something baked in it. Um, but I think it can really evolve to uh, this new kind of organization of, of uh, uh, allowing collaboration between people. So uh, I really liked uh, uh, Nougat. Uh, it's a, it was a great project. Um, it's interesting because Domi, she, she sent me the, the message with the, 
the three uh, winners before they announced it because she, she really thought that those three were the, were the the good uh, the good apps on the on the competition. Oh, she she called it right, huh? Yeah, yeah. Impressive. I, I was, you know, I was guessing, and uh, I really didn't. I don't wait. Which? Yeah, I don't think I guessed any of those right. Actually, I was expecting the video game one to be up there, um, the chat, the game of challenge, and I was also expecting um, there was one that was a digital um, that was a marketplace, a market maker for that cre created liquidity for almost anything, kind of using the Bancor X protocol and the or the Bancor protocol. Um, but I think their idea was a little bit too complicated to get across in three minutes. And, and the idea of turning a liquid market into from any asset is, is a little, maybe was a little bit, uh, yeah, just a little too complicated for a, for a quick pitch. But I think that their idea, yeah. that's one of those ideas that, um, has legs and that they could probably pursue. It'll just take them a while. They'll, they'll have to build it out and prove it essentially. I think besides, instead of just a pitch. Yeah, I think it's a great uh, issue. Actually, it's one that we, we need uh, this. I I actually see the future of, of blockchain with uh, uh, inter-blockchain communication and you you being able to trade tokens uh, back and forth with uh, no friction, actually. And I think that Bancor is, is trying to do that. Uh, and it was a great uh, idea. I, I did not have the... The, the time to, to talk to the guys and really understand what they were proposing. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a great idea. I, I love the medical records thing also, which is also a, a great problem. And, and we have lots of projects trying to uh, solve that. Uh, we have a project here in Brazil trying to solve that as well. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I like the, the gaming. Um, I love the, the, the shipping solution that got, I think, second place, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just loved it. Um, I think it's great. I think they have, they have a, a thing with, uh, uh, I mean, just getting the, the financials uh, in the right place because uh, it have to, to have an incentive for people to do it. Uh, so, and, and it cannot be uh, that expensive on the other hand, but I mean, I don't know if you have have you ever seen the the Indian guys, the guys in India that they deliver food from people's home to to their work, and they do I, this in a. I haven't seen that. No, no. It's awesome. I I just have to Google here the name of the guys. The, they basically have this this uh, intricate logistics uh, chain to get uh, food at at home and deliver at work and. Um, it works perfectly like that. There are people that get to the train station, then people on, I don't know, motorcycles that get to, to another distribution point, and then you have like people in bikes or, or that, that actually deliver the, the thing. So I think it, it was a great application for blockchain. Um, really liked it as well. Yeah, that is, that is a great, that is a great, uh, it's that, so for people who uh, may not know what that DAP they're referring to as, basically it's a, it's like a um, decentralized, it's like an Uber for delivering packages almost. So, uh, and it is especially relevant in places that are outside the reach of like Amazon packages and things like that, where if you want to send something, uh, someone can get paid to deliver it. And if they only are able to deliver it maybe halfway there, 
then at that point they can hand it off to someone else and it can be delivered the rest of the way. It's tracked on the blockchain as it's, as it goes, people are paid and it's uh, verified that the package is in good condition along the way as well. So it basically gives you this um, far reaching network of people to deliver packages in places where that's not necessarily possible at this time. Uh, and that's even in the States in some places. Um, and an example is on Indian reservations. Um, some of them don't have those services, but this would be a perfect, um, uh, a perfect place where they would be able to deliver for themselves and have it recorded on the blockchain. So that's, that was the big yeah. idea behind that one, which was, was, which was a cool idea for sure. And they were called pollinate the team. Pollinate. Yeah. Pollinate. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, that, that was that was an interesting one. Um, yeah. I, I saw that, there was this uh, there was this really cool vlogger who was at the uh, hackathon, and she um, she's the one who won the social media impact or the best social media post. Uh, oh yeah. And, um, and uh, she had this interview with Dan. She caught Dan, and she's really you know animated and going off and uh, all asking Dan all these questions. And it was cool because it was one of the first times I've seen Dan have like a little bit of emotion. He kind of like got into it also and got a little bit excited and was like, we're going to, we're doing this and this and this, you know, usually Dan's very measured. He was still really measured, but it was just a little bit beyond what you generally see out of Dan. So it was pretty fun. But um, anyway, what he ended up saying was that um, what I caught was uh, we don't need to invent a bunch of new stuff to build on EOS. We need to take things that are already there and just put them onto EOS. So we need, you know, Facebook on EOS, uh, Uber on EOS. So his his concept is just take things that are already existing and port them over. Um, and so I thought that, you know, that's kind of a, a pretty logical take. Um, but you've also, but that's counter, that's counter to what you hear some people say. You know, some people say they're sick of hearing like that analogy, Facebook on EOS. But I mean, that's, that's really kind of what Dan, Dan sees happening. Yeah. It's, a, it's actually an awesome point to have there. J just one thing that the, the Vlogger, her name is Kai Primo. Yeah, it's awesome. Kai. I love her, her, uh, her Twitter. Uh, I had a chance to connect to her, and she have an amazing um, life story, actually. So awesome, awesome that you brought that. She, she won the, the superlative prize for best social media post, right? Yeah, and she, she's, going to, uh, she's going to South Africa with because her team won. She was part of the team that yeah. won. Um, oh, she was part of the food stamps team. Impact. Yeah, the food stamps. The social, that's the, yeah, yeah, the social impact team. Uh, but I think I, I didn't have the chance to, to saw her interview with them. But I mean, I kind of totally agree with him in, in, in the sense that this should be, in my opinion, uh, a phased approach. So you, you don't have at this point uh, much people that really understand uh, blockchain and what it can achieve. And it's an education process. I mean, um, on the internet, what you first, first uh, got on the internet was like Amazon. Okay, we sell books offline. Let's do this online with the same kind of, of principle we have. And we, we are just putting the, the online uh, part of it. So I think that the, the, the first wave will be like that. And will be like just uh, migrating existing business models to the blockchain and extracting a, a more efficient uh, value distribution from that, in my opinion. Uh, and that, that would be the key for the first wave of, of blockchain adoption, actually. Uh, so people already know the, what they are doing. They don't have to be actually educated on blockchain at first, uh, because it's hard for you to learn uh, two different things at the same time. Um, people are, still have this thing with blockchain. They want to understand it. And I ask people, okay, do you understand how the internet works? 
and people goes, okay, no, I, I have no idea of how the internet works, but people, uh, they have this need of understanding the technology behind blockchain. So I think we, we really have to show them small increments and they will be prepared to, to adopt uh, more. We are, we are not talking about, uh, when we go mass adoption, we are not talking about technologists and people like, um, and, and not even people like me, I'm not uh, this super early adopter. I want things that are frictionless. So I, I use uh, blockchain applications, but uh, I recognize that the most uh, are, are still kind of uh, uh, clunky, clunky to interact with them. So I, I agree with maybe both positions. I really think that the revolution will, will come when we uh, learn to extract and, and when we create uh, blockchain kind of native business models that can explore everything. Um, but we will start uh, to see mass adoption by these this, um, non-models, um, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's, a, that's a really good point. Um, when you talked about the... Um, the uh, food stamps uh, program. Talk about that a little bit because we've got an interesting, uh, they're, they're out of San Francisco. So I'd like to hear a little bit more about them. Uh, about the food stamps? Yeah. I mean, are you, are you looking to um, work with them or just that was one of your favorite projects or what was that? What was the, uh... it was, I, I talked uh, to him briefly. I have his email here in my, uh, in my inbox actually, uh, just to, to get back to, to him. Um, what I think is that I, I really believe, and, and being in San Francisco, it's, it's quite an experience because you, you have a lot of homeless people and, and I was seeing it's, it's actually a, a problem, uh, including for, for tourism in the city and tourism is big in, in San Francisco also, right? Um, and, and I keep thinking, okay, uh, I totally agree. I, I watched, uh, uh, actually heard your, your podcast, I think with uh, Kevin Rose on the uh, universal resource inheritance by mm -hmm. uh, and, th and I think that uh, blockchain have this capability of solving uh, distribu distribution of value which we, we cannot do uh, that well with our current system right um, so I really think that this uh, initiative that bring this kind of, of social impact uh, to use they, they are great I think they, they are still kind of evolving uh, the project. I really want to work with them. I don't know if uh, we will be able before um, Cape Town, but I have a very strong feeling about this. Um, we, are, we are developing projects. They are still kind of in, in stealth mode because we are still uh, talking to partners about that, but that we want to do kind of similar things um, as food stamps because I, I have uh, also a social impact background and I studied uh, uh, altruism and how to be like, how can you be the most effective uh, by being altruist? And I've read, I've read uh, a couple of times that the best way to help is just to give money away to people. But you have to make sure that they uh, get to people that need and they will make the best uh, decisions with, with that, basically. They, they can eat or they can... Uh, I don't know, pay for education or do things that they will know how to use it and they will use them in the best way. Uh, some will drink and, and do other things, but uh, in general, it's the best approach, uh, impact for, for dollars. So I think the, that the food stamp, it goes in that way. It goes in that direction. It, it allows people to um, give money with minimal costs and 
make it effective and even control for these things. Okay, you can uh, use this money to buy food, but not to to drink or to do uh, anything else. Um, so I think it's it's a great initiative. Uh, I really want to help them. Uh, I just don't know they, they must be in a hurry because I think they have three weeks to prepare or maybe two to the finals, right? Yeah, they've got to, yeah, they got to go pretty hard. That's yeah, two or three weeks. It's just right around the corner. Um, we've got an interesting, uh, a really cool uh, group in San Francisco called Code for America, and they do little mini hackathons for to fix government agencies. So they'll go in to say like a good example was they helped the DMV in the Bay Area, and the DMV is our the Department of Motor Vehicles. It's this notoriously horribly slow bureaucratic. A clunky machine that everyone hates because you know you have to do these things to keep your car registered and stay legal um, but to do that you have to operate through this garbage system that ruins everyone's lives because <laughs> it's so slow and inefficient so anyway something code for America did uh, in the Bay Area was they went to the DMV website and they they made the UX really beautiful so it was easier to schedule appointments it was easier to register your car it was easier to do all these things through the computer to like and it was it only took them a weekend to fix all these things that have probably saved thousands and thousands of hours just since they do it since they did it but uh code for america addresses things like uh the food stamps and how people can sign up for them and making that easier for people to stay current etc they you know they kind of take these uh, convoluted government systems and, and make them more accessible to people. So um, that may be a, a interesting place. Maybe there's some synergy there between um, the, that food stamps team and the code for America team in San Francisco. They may be able to uh, maybe, maybe connect and work together. So that's interesting. Yeah. 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 That'd be um, awesome. Yeah. Well, you're back in Rio, Brazil now. Um, and I, I'm kind of jealous because the weather's gotten starting to get cold here, and uh, I yeah. love warm. I love warm weather. I see the beautiful sunlight shining through your back window there, and I'm like sitting here. You can see that's yeah. a good representation of how it feels here. That little dark. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but let's let's talk about let's talk about uh, EOS Rio and and what your team's up to. I know I know you've done a bunch of projects. Um, so let's talk about the the kind of big projects you had. The uh, Simply Reg, which is the saving the EOS accounts that weren't registered. How how's that been going? Yeah, that's that's been a, a cool initiative because, um, and I mean, we we are kind of one of the 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 storefronts for EOS because we also have a wallet, so we always get the heat of people that oh I, I don't have my money, where's my money? I'm I'm not registered, and um, there were kind of these waves or people okay you, you are now um, in this fallback and you can access your use. And then finally, I think four and a half months after uh, mainnet launch, we, we had, um, we, we were ready to save those, those, those uh, uh, accounts that were not uh, uh, contemplated before. So it's been cool. cool. We've, we've uh, seen uh, a steady increasing in people claiming their, their tokens. Uh, we've been participating in the project uh, in different levels. I mean, we, we did a front end because we are um, we have Domi and, and her team that are good at um, UI. So this is great. Uh, and this, this goes uh, well with the wallet because we are always getting like um, people that are saying, okay, where's my money? I cannot, my, my private keys are not working. How can I um, get the use that I, I forgot on my, Ethereum wallet 
uh, a few months ago. So it's, it's been great. But it's actually a, a, a joint work with teams from US Argentina, uh, US Canada, and US Authority. Um, we did everything with those guys, and it's actually, uh, this is also great about the community. We can cooperate to, to find a solution, and then um, people will, will just uh, building on what other people were doing. So uh, it's not as we, we are uh, putting this out and everything is, is real. Uh, Argentina had a great uh, contribution there, writing the, the contract and actually making it happen. We, we just did a, a front end for, for what those guys achieved. But I mean, it's awesome. Okay, cool. Well, big shout out to uh, sounds like EOS Argentina and EOS Canada who were, who were big parts in that. Was there anyone else? Yeah, uh, EOS Argentina, EOS Canada, and I and EOS Authority as well. They and also EOS have front end. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you to those teams also. Um, something you mentioned there, which kind of it, which kind of brings up a big question, is uh, okay. So you build these wallets. Okay. So those four block producers build these wallets. Now you're essentially in charge of the customer service surrounding these wallets. Uh, if people have problems, they can't find their money. They're going to contact you in Telegram. Um, how does that scale with, you know, right now there's not that many wallets. What happens when there's 10 million wallets? Who handles that kind of customer service? Yeah, I think th this is something uh, very peculiar about EOS. Uh, and we've seen that from uh, users and from companies, uh, the same. Um, for users, the, uh, the way to scale is actually to educate people and to put content uh, <laughs> there for people to, to use and to learn about EOS. Uh, we have really basic questions about the wallet. We, we have done um, kind of what we can to, to, to scale. So we have uh, uh, frequently asked questions on the website that people can uh, check. We are working on, on chatbots uh, to make it really scale. But I think it's a process. Uh, we get really kind of basic questions on, on Telegram and people, uh, we, we see that uh, sometimes people don't, don't grasp what blockchain is. People have like, uh, I don't know, uh, tens of thousands of dollars in, in a wallet and they just put their private keys in any website or they just generate in a, in a, their private keys on a shady website and um, they, they kind of don't know. It's, it's kind of strange uh, uh, to see the internet right now because uh, in the beginning people were afraid of doing anything uh, with their, their credit cards on the internet and now all of a sudden they, they get their private keys from their wallets and they put on a website. Uh, so uh, I think it's, we, we are also working on, on that so that we can get people to better evaluate uh, dApps, to know if they are safe, uh, to, to see if they are kind of vetted by uh, knowledgeable people uh, in the community that, that can actually uh, uh, kind of audit the, the software because that's the thing with, with open, uh, open source software. You can audit the thing and you can have um, the best engineers in the community checking the code and making sure that it's, it's uh, safe for people to use. Um, so we, we are working on, on that as well. I was writing some recording contracts on this uh, uh, application in, in the hackathon actually because uh, I, I was inspired and I wanted to work. Um, but I think it's, it's information. It's education for people to know how to interact with the blockchain. Uh, it's obviously uh, uh, DAP developers learning uh, 
how to better create user experiences. Uh, and it goes uh, back to basic things as naming things on, on EOS. So we were talking to, to Ben Sigmund and he was like, man, I think the, uh, uh, there's some things that people just find it hard because of the name. I mean, what's staking and unstaking? What does that mean? I mean, it could be like locked and unlocked or something uh, that, that makes more sense. And, and you go, you get this, this really uh, computer science, software engineer jargon, and you are kind of pushing that to people. Uh, and I think that we will find ways to explain what this is and just getting people to, to be more uh, uh, educated on, on EOS and on blockchain and how uh, things work and how they, they should take care of their kids because um, I always say that, uh, not me, I mean like uh, Spider-Man uncle said that with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, <laughs> So a decentralized world uh, is a world where people uh, are more accountable for everything. They, they, are more, they have more freedom. They can do more things. Uh, they, can, they can make money in, the, in a different way. They can uh, get value out of this. But they have to kind of learn how to deal with this and their responsibility, actually. And maybe we'll have services that will help people that don't want to that they are uh, uh, willing to pay just to not to have the, this responsibility in, in some sense. But yeah. I mean, I think Spider-Man, Spider-Man's uncle, he's one of my favorite philosophers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's all, I think that's all true what you're saying there. Um, but I also see that even with full education and understanding people are, can be so needy at some points, like look at, Credit cards. Credit cards aren't hard to use. No one has to understand them. Nothing's going on, but um, but they still want a some sort of support team, some sort of help desk, somewhere they can call and ask questions. And when it goes to you know, let's say there's there's a, a half billion users or there's a billion users, what's it start to look like? It's almost well. And here's here's an idea for a a block producer that wants to uh, come in a year from now is maybe like a block producer that's just called EOS Help Desk. And all they do is produce blocks and man like a telegram call center where they just answer any questions about EOS, you know, because <laughs> so who knows? Uh, there may be, there may be a, a lot of things um, that pop up because as people are going to, people have questions about everything. Um, so yeah. that, might, that might be an opportunity for a block producer someday. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, it makes sense. And, and it's, but I mean, I, I agree with you and, and, Human contact is essentially uh, non-scalable. Uh, so you, you need community uh, as well. And you're, you're totally right. It's not just about education. And what we see um, on the Telegram group actually is that people start helping each other. We, uh -huh. we just keep thinking, okay, how, how can we reward people that are helping each other on the Telegram? And, and we, we want to do this. Uh, but the thing is, there, there are a lot of people... That, uh, there that they they know very well blockchain and they they like helping other people mm -hmm. so the the help desk bp is an awesome idea and it, it could be like a a, a deck um a help desk deck uh, yeah. that that just help people uh, uh and it, it's that human contact sometimes you're totally right it's not about uh the information being there it's about how can you talk to someone and 
and this person walks you through uh, uh, the the issue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm a good example. I mean, the reason that I do this podcast is because um, my favorite way to learn is by asking questions as as things go along along the way. That's how that's how I learn best. And so, um, the podcast is a way for me to learn and put information out for the people to hear. So, um, yeah. So the the human what's cool about the EOS community, like you're saying with the with the human contact, is that um, it, most of the people in the community are, are so savvy and they've been they've been digging so deep that they you know that they have a lot of insight, like almost everyone I talk to regarding EOS has a ton of insight. And, uh, some of the comments I get in my, in my channel are just, you know, they'll catch things, they'll correct things. They'll bring up points that I missed. They'll, uh, things that I don't know the answer to. They'll, they'll tell me the answer to. So it's like the people listening to this show a lot of times have a bunch more insight than I have. And so it's like it, it the community is everywhere and it's really helpful, which is pretty cool. Yeah, this is awesome. I, I really like this. And we, we've had uh, feedback from developers uh, about that as well, that uh, they like this, this community thing. And I, and I think that um, this kind of decentralization and what we were talking, I mean, people don't know where to go kind of to, for resources or news because it's not, uh, it's, it's really decentralized. The way that the, that the network uh, was deployed was decentralized and there is no single institution that uh, kind of represents or have uh, this kind of political power. So people keep asking, sometimes companies get to us and say, okay, are you used? Is used wanting to do that? And I say, we would like to do that for the community. Maybe the community like to do that as well. We may have another BPs on board, but there is no EOS uh, once. It's, mm -hmm. it's really a community uh, effort. So, uh, I mean, maybe unlike other projects that people are kind of used to have this um, almighty figure or something or institution that uh, actually make the, makes the decisions, uh, in EOS it's, it's so decentralized that, I mean, uh, kind of people uh, feel compelled to, to, to help each other. Uh, and and the way it it worked before and it's it's actually a growing community right people are are, are getting uh, more involved and you are just uh, expanding the the circle it's 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 beautiful to see actually yeah absolutely um, that that's one of the strengths of the decentralization and the community that's pushing towards the same you know this big dispersed community pushing towards the same common goal but all in different ways it's a, it's a, a really grand experiment to say the least um, so yeah. you guys are working on, your team's working on some other things. Um, I know that you have the meetup in Sao Paulo. What's, how's, how's that been going? And I've been looking at, we actually are starting a meetup in San Francisco, EOS San Francisco meetup. Um, how's that been going? Is it easy to gain traction and, and any recommendations there? Sure. Uh, I think the best thing to get traction is just to get the price uh, up. We have the experience. We, we have been hosting meetings from uh, before the launch, and it was incredible. As the price goes up, people are more interested, at least mm -hmm. in Brazil, because we, we are getting a, a community that is not actually blockchain, or, or the whole community is not blockchain. You have cryptocurrency, people that want to make the, the quick buck out of it, and then you have uh, uh, the blockchain community. So it's pretty much... We are going through this education uh, process we've been doing. Um, we've done meetups in Rio, in Sao Paulo, in Florianópolis, and we are doing uh, one next week with uh, a developer's workshop in Recife. 
Um, so this is a, a pretty important work front just to, to get, I mean, we have uh, 200 million uh, people in Brazil and we probably, probably have all the right uh, issues for uh, blockchain. I mean, we have bureaucracy, we have corruption, um, we have unbanked uh, population, uh, we have banks uh, kind of oligopoly. It's, it's really hard here in, in Brazil. Um, so we just want to, to grow the community. And this is uh, one of the pillars that we, we, we work. Okay, let's get this immense market uh, to know use and to develop applications in, in EOS. And this also talks to another pillar that we have that is uh, support uh, the development of dApps. Uh, and we are, we are supporting uh, some dApps here in Brazil. There's one going to, to beta right now. Um, and it's basically tokenizing uh, logistics or uh, recycling, um, tokenizing the recycling action. So people, uh, companies here in Brazil, they, they will start uh, to be obliged to, to recycle their, their products and the casing for the, for the products. Uh, so this uh, is usually done by uh, low-income um, people, people from, from the favelas that go around and just catch anything that can have value, uh, recycling value. So other than selling this as a, a material, as, as waste, they will make money out of the tokens so that the companies can prove that they, they recycle the, the material they, they are uh, put into market. So uh, we have been working with dApps either in Brazil or, or outside. We have a few projects in that and that would be a second pillar. And the third would be to w really work for, for kind of in community initiatives. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not because it's, it's uh, our EOS Rio's team, but uh, we have a, a, a pretty good uh, technical team. I mean, um, the engineers and uh, under Igor's leadership, they are. Um, we have just a, an amazing crew there, um, and we want to be involved with this really uh, issues on the network. I mean, this is an evolving organism. We have only five months right now. We we are working on on an issue that we think it's important, which is the the history API um, that will allow DApps. To, to really develop and flourish on use, this is a, a precondition for that. So we are working with that, uh, with another, with other BPs, and trying to get a, a solution for this, and um, always try to uh, uh, be on this testing, uh, security approach, network architecture, and all this, this thing. So we basically work in this. What was the API way. called? Sorry, I missed that. The, the, what kind of API? History. It's the history, history API. What, what's that do specifically? I'm not familiar with that. It's it's thing. It's the API that uh, DApps consume to get information from the network. So oh, okay. if you want to know what's in a block and what were the transactions, you you will call a history API, um, and you can have those like full history APIs or just uh, DApp specific. You can have all these filters, but. Uh, as the, the, the blockchain grows, and right now it's like 1.5 terabytes of, of data, uh, it gets harder just to, to operate these nodes. Uh, it's, it tends to get uh, uh, more expensive, and 
it's just uh, a few things on the on the the block one implementation that are not scaling that well so people are actually finding uh, searching for solutions for for that so that we can have more um, history apis spread throughout the network and actually we we are able to uh, uh, to uh, respond to, to requests from, from the dApps to, to have uh, uh, historical information on, on the blockchain. So this is some of that initiative that's really base layer, but it's really important for, for the network. So we, uh, I mean, we like to work with, with that. We, we have, uh, Igor knows a lot about the, the protocol and uh, the smart contracts and I mean, it's, it's great to be a part of this. And this is a, a collaboration. This is specifically a collaboration that we are doing um, with uh, the guys from Lao Mao, uh, Cafe, and a, a few others uh, that we are working with them on that. So, I mean. Yeah, those base, those base layer um, developments are really important. I was just talking to EOS Canada uh, a few shows ago and kind of had this realization that there's a lot of these tools that people don't necessarily understand or can't conceptualize that are huge parts of developers being able to build things that people can understand. You know, there's like this base layer of information, then there's the developers building dApps, and then there's the dApps, and then there's kind of the UX, and then there's the, the user that's actually experiencing this. So like down there at the bottom, there's some important shit happening that uh, people don't realize yeah. is going on, you know, and um, so, that, uh, another API tool. That, that that's cool. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, you go ahead. No, it, it, it's just funny that uh, the engineers they, they have to to work in a. I mean, they are system administrators to uh, a system that need uh, consensus of at least fifteen different institutions around the world to to change something. So uh, it's it's kind of pretty hard uh, doing this. But at the same time, it's really stimulating because you get to work with people all around the world and you're solving real problems for real users and um, you see the impact right away. So it's, it's kind of um, addictive as well and we, 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 love, being, uh, uh, we love working with, with that. Yeah, I can imagine um, kind of setting one of those free into the community and then seeing all the places that it branches out and is used and how it has kind of a ripple effect would be uh, addicting is probably a good way to put it. Um, yeah. I know I talked to uh, the um, person on your team who did Simply Oh, Sorry, I forgot her name. Uh, Domi. Yeah, Domi. But she was like, she was very excited about how when your team built the Simply EOS wallet, how it's kind of taken off and, and to see it go out into the community is just a, you know, a really, really fun experience. I thought that was, thought that was cool. Um, so, yeah. 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 And, um, and it, it happened like that because, uh, uh, we were working and especially Igor and Domi, they were working like 24 seven during launch mm. and they actually kind of coded symptoms in two weeks uh, mm. before launch because uh, basically we needed a, a, a wallet. So they went and, do, and, and did that um, without sleeping. I was just saying, okay, go, <laughs> go. because I, I'm basically useless when, when developing software, I can develop specifications and mm. I can, can help them with that. And I can even review software to see if it's according to a specification, but not coding uh, itself. So, um, and it was awesome because it's people all over the world using your software that you just created uh, um, 
here in, in Rio and uh, in, in two weeks. And so it, it just gets us uh, into it and uh, wanting to evolve this uh, as much as we can. Yeah, that's great. Um, you'd mentioned the Unbanked in Rio, and then I believe that you may have a partnership with, or you may be um, being a block producer for Warbly or a backup block producer. Is the, Are those connected? Is that kind of why you're thinking of doing that? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, we are block producers for, for Warbly as well. Um, and I think it's, it's, it can solve uh, real problems and uh, it's one step closer to, to the application. I mean, having the, the KYC um, there, it will be really important for uh, banking solutions. And we have uh, um, been actually in talks with uh, some initiatives in Brazil. Actually, there's one initiative that they, they started and, and those are really basic problems. Uh, this initiative is called Banco Maria. What they did basically, they went to a favela here in, in Rio. And what happens that because of the, the violence and, and all, all of the problems, the infrastructure problems that they have that, they did not have a bank agency um, there. there. There was no bank uh, available to them. So people, in order to buy uh, or to pay uh, their electricity bill, for instance, they had to, to get on a bus and made a trip of two or three hours just to pay the, the, their bills. And they would lose their, their day of work by doing mm -hmm. that uh, because they have to go to the bank. So they, they let the bills accumulate, the pay interest on that. Uh, and what they did was really simple. They just established their one place and they said, okay, we'll, we'll pay your bills. And it was simple. He was doing this out of his uh, online banking um, at first, and they evolved to create a, a, a app to do that. And now we are talking to them about uh, uh, kind of making a, a social coin with them and just helping these people now that they have kind of access to banking services. Uh, we may be able to get them um, credit or a credit score. Um, or just allow uh, entrepreneurship, or just allow people to donate directly to people in need and so that they can kind of spend the money locally. And we have all these possibilities that are open with, with blockchain applications uh, that we are actually talking about. And um, we always, uh, now that we have Warbly, we always keep an eye open of, uh, for how we can uh, uh, create solutions uh, with that. Yeah, it looks like, I mean, the, uh, the Warbly, the kind of, banking on Warbly is probably at least six months off. It sounds like that's, that's a rough guess and I'm not affiliated with Warbly. So, um, and I'm just a guy on the internet, so don't take anything I say seriously. But I think, <laughs> but I think that, uh, I think that that's, that's kind of one of the first things they're shooting for is some sort of, um, some sort of basically ability to hold your money in a banking type of account. But uh, once that happens, uh, will that have, do you feel like that'll, is that a big need for the unbanked there of just being able to hold, to hold their money somewhere safe and will that open up opportunities or is that not such a problem you think? No, it's, it's huge here. Um, I was just talking to a, uh, a friend that have a restaurant here and there's a lot of people that you have to pay them cash. So mm -hmm. imagine you, you are walking around with your wage in cash. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's it's your full your month uh, um, expenses are there in your pocket, and it's not uh, it, it cannot be a safe place to to walk. So this is 
um, kind of just serving this this unbanked is, I think it's it will have great impact um, um, here in Brazil. Well, yeah, you know that's a good point, especially like people people know that payday comes around the end of the month and and can easily be watching for you know people people getting paid and and having to walk home. Hmm. Well, yeah, this, this friend he was uh, he was robbed getting out of the bank because someone um, saw him getting. Uh, he was getting changed, so there were a lot of bills, but not uh, a lot of value there. But mm -hmm. someone saw, and then they went out to to rob him. But um, I mean, it it can be in unsafe areas, so I think it's it's important. Cool. Well, um, uh, your team's also doing uh, hackathons. What? How's that been going? Is it gaining some traction? Is is what's that look like? Yeah, I mean, um, we want people to to develop on EOS, right? I think that uh, we have layers of the adoption, right? We have first um, us, like random guys on the internet that <laughs> like this kind of thing, and they're crazy enough to um, want to live uh, this on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and we are really a core. Then we, we have to expand this to developers so that they can develop uh, useful applications um, on, on EOS and on the blockchain, and then you can get to the general public for, for mass adoption. So we are trying to do this kind of staged approach. Um, with the hackathons, it's great to just source talent. Um, we just hired two, two of the, the engineers that uh, were part of a group on, on our last hackathon. Uh, and we, we want to do more of those. We want to do a hackathon and um, as I told you, we, we are planning uh, a Latin America summit uh, to get um, EOS community in, in Rio to discuss EOS and also get the blockchain community in Brazil involved in EOS and just discussing applications and involved in EOS. And we want to do this uh, to have also a hackathon in this event so that we can um, really get developers into it. And... It's amazing the level of collaboration that we are having because we decided not to do a hackathon on like block one style or the traditional hackathon where you go there and, and you spend like two full days coding. We did something that was an online uh, phase and then a, a kind of final. Um, and it's great because we created this Telegram group and people were interacting with mentors from all over the world. So. We got the the, the Ghostbusters uh, to to help, so we had uh, Jay from EOSHK, the MVP, uh, most valuable mentor actually oh, on the yeah. on nice. the EOS Hackathon of San Francisco. He was he's in our group, and we got Eric from EOS Sweden. We got uh, Mike H from EOS DAC. Uh, I think Sied is there as well from EOS Cafe. Um, so it, it was just great to have these people interacting with our developers here in Brazil and people that want to be developers here because you have this exchange of, of knowledge and it, it gets simpler for, for people to, to develop. So uh, we are going now for our fourth hackathon uh, overall and it's been great uh, to get people involved. We, we have seen growing um, interest. Uh, we, we didn't do the, the first hackathon in Brazil. It was done by, by another uh, initiative here, but they, they basically have like, I don't know, five people competing in the end. Uh, we had our hackathon and we, we, we got like 40 people 
on our our first hackathon. Then we, we joined this first company to to make a joint hackathon, and and we had uh, even more interest. Uh, I hope we can get to like uh, San Francisco hackathon uh, scale at some point, like having almost 500 um, people there and, and coding. It's, it's great energy. Yeah, that was great energy. And I wonder if um, EOS will continue to devote resources to throwing hackathons. I mean, it seems like that's been some of their most epic outreach. And if they did that maybe once every even just six months just to kind of keep that momentum might be a, um, a good way to spend some of, you know, a good spend for them as far as marketing and, and developer acquisition and everything goes. I mean, it seems like, you know, I, yeah. I haven't got to look at their books lately, so I don't know how profitable that actually is. But <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it was a great place. So I, I think that uh, Block One, uh, I, I like the, the VC initiative that they have to, to throw some money uh, and co-invest with, with other VCs. I think it's, it's a great use for money because you, you just get dApps out of the ground. And also the, the outreach that they can have at the hackathon, it's, it's incredible. I think it's, it's just great if they, if they could do uh, other events. It would be awesome. Well, Dan, since you're listening clearly to this, uh, we're proposing that the next EOS hackathon should be in Rio. Um, me and Tiago will help you take care of it. So um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, that would be awesome. That would be yeah. awesome. Uh, you mentioned, what was his name, Jake from HKEOS, who was the MVP, is that right? Jai, Jai. Oh, okay. Jai. Yes, so he, um, he won the MVP, uh, Most Valuable Mentor, went up on stage at the hackathon. They gave him an award. They gave him a, a giant, conspicuous-looking box with a beautiful bow on it, and uh, he didn't open it on stage. He just took it away and left this giant mystery. It left a hole in my heart, and uh, I need to know what was in that box, Diago. Do you, do you, have, any, do you have any idea? Oh, I have no idea. I do <laughs> not have the curiosity. I can ask him. I'll ask him what's okay. in the box. <laughs> what was in the box? Okay, get him in the show, um, and, and he can say what happened, to ha uh, what was in the box, actually. But I'll, I'll ask him. I can, I can tell you later. All right, all right, cool, man. Um, well, we are getting to the kind of last part of our interview here. So, um, what is in the future for uh, EOS Rio? What's what's on the drawing board? What are the next? What's the next year look like? Um, I mean, the next year look like probably the next century. I mean, <laughs> we we are living really living dog years here. Um, it's it's almost unbelievable. Can you believe that we are only five months old with the the, the main ads? It's, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, but we are, we are planning to, to keep on concentrating on this, on this kind of pillars that we, we want to work. I mean, um, really the infrastructure layer and uh, Igor and Domi are such uh, uh, talents and they, uh, uh, we now have a team working with, with them to, to really uh, kind of solve the, these problems and make EOS evolve and, and help uh, side chains as, as warbly to, to grow and, um, I think this is this is one part that we want to uh, really invest and in. Igor is always uh, uh, looking for new technologies and experimenting new things to to solve kind of uh, uh, issues that that the main app may have uh, and we definitely want to want to work with that and um, basically we have a solid base there to to work on um, other than that we are doing the the summit here in Brazil um, early April, 
so that we have a nice weather down here in Rio and we can get everyone here. Uh, surfers, I heard it's a, a good time for surfing as well. So, um, and we, we want to do this event and this goes for the outreach in the Brazilian community and just kind of educating people uh, down here and, and growing adoption. Uh, and the, the third part would be to, to collaborate with DAPS. We, we, we have a few talks with uh, what we, we think are great um, applications and we really want to get this, this going. I mean, um, and this is how mature in order of maturity for the project. So we have a very mature uh, kind of uh, development software engineering team. Um, we are growing a community in Brazil uh, and we are start to scratching the surface of, of DAPS and how to, to better collaborate with them and how we can actually potentialize the impact of, of those, those DAPS. So I see this as, as the, the, the future for, for Rio, basically. And a lot of collaboration. I mean, I, I just love being with, with the other VPs um, and with the, the community. With you, we had uh, great talks there in, in, in San Francisco. Uh, get to know each other and it's just exciting to see what people are doing and to uh, try to collaborate as much as we can with with uh, the community as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and am I missing any, I know some a lot of the block producers down um, in South and Central America, uh, I know EOS Rio, uh, Argentina, EOS Meso, um, yeah. EOS Costa Rica. Um, is there is there any other block producers down there that I that I have looked overlooked? It's use Venezuela as well. Oh, Venezuela, yeah, yeah, I, I'm familiar with them also. Okay, great. Yeah, you guys have a, a good cohesive um, community down there. Yeah, I've, I've got a chance to speak with all those teams. That's that's good. Um, yeah, cool. We overcome soccer rivalry to be friends with these Argentina. We are really good friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Organizing the summit with us is 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 the greatest footballer of all time, Pele or Maradona? Oh, it's of course Pele. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't think they, they they will have any doubts about that. Okay, okay. But it, it's a funny thing that they got us into a meetup they were hosting, and it was the day Brazil uh, was eliminated from the World Cup. So I watched Brazil being eliminated from the World Cup, and then I had to do uh, a talk on EOS Argentina uh, meetup. It was oh. great. That's uh, fun. But I, I love the guys. <laughs> well, EOS Unite's even the most uh, divided football fans and that's that's the power of part of the blockchain huh? <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um all right well uh, why don't you share some places that people can um find you on the social medias or or where where you'd like any calls to action the audience sure um anyone wanting to to know more about what we are doing can uh, go to eosrio.io uh, it's our website all our um, social networks are there we are also eosrio on telegram um, and you can uh, like try to talk to me directly. I I can answer Telegram. Maybe it can take a while, depending on how uh, uh, is the day, because Telegram gets crazy, right? I don't know if yeah. you're if you're feeling that. It's, it's just <laughs> I, I cannot keep up with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. too old for this. I need I need a I need a, a delete all and just start over button because I yeah. yeah. <laughs> you missed so much that yeah. it's better to start fresh, right? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, okay, so EOSRio.io um, and, and your Telegram channel. I'll put those in the show notes, my uh, my EOS friends. And thank you so much for uh, coming on the show today, Tiago. I appreciate your time, man. It was fun to talk to you. Sure. It was really fun. Thank you so much uh, for having me here. 
I'm a great fan. I, I really hear uh, uh, the podcast. And I mean, keep up with the good work um, for the community. I hope we can get to collaborating in other initiatives and I'm, I'm always here. Thank you. Thank you as well. And uh, it sounds like uh, Siren is going to sing me out here. Um, and uh, I just had a siren go by as, as I was saying. Uh, so anyway, thank you, my EOS friends, for listening to EOS podcast. It's another beautiful day in paradise here in EOS land. And thank you so much for listening. And uh, cheers. The money is not the prime asset in life. Time is, and uh, your time is. Just- Stop alone.